Welcome to the Garden Culture Podcast, hosted by me, Bailey Van Tassel. I'm a self-taught gardener, busy wife and mother, and small business owner on a mission to live a garden-inspired life. Each month, we will explore what's going on in the garden and fields, as well as get to know incredible people who infuse their own lives with the magic of the garden. For more information on any techniques, recipes, or ideas mentioned here, please visit us at baileyvantassel.com slash podcast. Welcome back to the Garden Culture Podcast with me, Bailey Van Tassel. I'm so excited to have you guys here. And today I actually wanted to get a little bit of a jump on the cool season with winter coming because it's time to really prepare for that. And uh, as soon as Halloween hits, I feel like here in California, um, in North America, all the holidays start to roll into each other and we're just in this whirlwind of chaos. So I really want to help you guys kind of tackle the to-do list and give you something to think about as we move through the rest of this year. Winter obviously straddles the, what is it? The calendar. I was going to say like the Gregorian calendar. So it is December, January, February, but as soon as the new year comes, I feel like we're already, our heads are in spring. So um, December and January tend to be the most planning focused months. And we are in advance of that with some tasks and to-dos like on the list still. So as we head into winter, I want to hit you guys with some stuff that you should be doing and thinking about just to really make sure we're like, closing the book on this year or this season really, um, and moving into the next season thoughtfully. So first and foremost, if you're in a warm zone, like I am, I'm zone 10, you can still be gardening and we will be gardening year round. However, a majority of what you're growing should really, really be getting in the ground, should be seeded this month by the time you're hearing this. And so we'll be really focusing on sort of moving forward into the 2024 spring season and closing out what we did in 2023. All that to say, the greatest starting point, I think, is with a journal. And if you don't have a garden journal, you do not need something fancy. I always just use a notebook with grid marks in it because I like to draw out my garden. Um, But having your garden journal so that you can really keep track of like what happened this year. October is sort of that seam month where we're really done with summer. We're moving into like preserving um, or we're moving into fall, winter, depending on where you live. And so we really, it's like a great time to take stock and take inventory. What we want to be writing down in the garden journal in the beginning of the season, if you haven't done this, it's okay. You can still catch up, but we want to know what plants we put in, what the varieties were, where they were in our beds if there were companions grown with them that you feel like did really well, you want to note any pests or disease issues that happened. Um, And then you also want to note like the successes. So kind of like when things germinated or when you transplanted them, when they came to harvest and bear fruit and how much, these are the things we want to do in the journal. Um, But right now we want to review, update any info in the journal and then review what worked and what didn't and start taking notes for what we for sure want for next year. 
2020 was one of those years we all saw the seed shortage and hopefully inspired you guys to not only do your planning and purchasing early, but to save your seeds. So that is something to think about. Right now is a great time to save seeds because everything's drying out and is readily available. Um, invest in one of those cute little stamps that says, you know, like from the garden of seeds, seeds saved from whatever. I've got a really cute one from this company called Substation Papery. I'll link it in the notes. I love her. Um, but I have all the little envelopes and the stamps and it's totally like a family activity that I feel like is really great, um, and easy and like saving the world. Um, okay. So on top of that, in the journal, we want to be really making sure we know if there were like specific varieties that we loved. I never take the notes. I hope I took, but something, um, spinach last year. I loved this specific variety of spinach. It was like really good. It didn't feel weird in your mouth or on your teeth. And it just gave and gave and gave for months. And I never wrote down the varieties. So I'm just guessing now and I'm so mad at myself. Um, But these are the things to start doing now because in the dead of winter, you're kind of going to forget. And we want to make sure when we get the seed catalogs and when we start purchasing and planning, we're really dialed in. Other tasks you can be doing right now. If you are doing like fall winter gardening, just to jog your memory, we should be putting in our bulbs, right? All our flower bulbs, our garlic, our onions, depending on where you are. Um, we should be planting a cover crop if we've got any open space, open land. So we're looking at like rye, wheat, clover, and you want to make sure that that cover crop never goes to seed because otherwise it will spread. So this is just going to add good nutrients into the soil, keep it happy and fertile. And then we're going to rip that out and use it as green manure when the time comes or not even rip it out. You can just chop and drop it and let it sort of be like a living mulch. Um, And speaking of which, if you haven't mulching now, it's a really good time, especially before any rain hits, before the cold comes in, keep that soil warm and holding moisture in. So these are some of the tasks. Um, Dividing your perennials might be a good time now too. I'm going to do this with my lemongrass. I'm going to use like a spade shovel, like a big one, get a big chunk of lemongrass out. I'm going to divide it probably into quarters and then plant that out around in my borders just to a better place than they are right now. This is something to look up if you're like curious about that. Um, And then the other thing is, to get some hoops and some frost cover if you need it or if you haven't done that already. Um, And you can also start getting like little mini greenhouse going um, or you can use poly, like plastic, create a poly tunnel situation. Now's the time um, before any major weather hits. Otherwise you have to wait right until the weather passes. So frost cover, if you're going to overwinter anything, coming up with an overwintering plan, these are all the things we should be doing right now. Then next up, and this is one of my favorite things, is planning and dreaming for 2024. Next spring and summer, it's going to come up quick, but we want to really make sure that we are learning from this season and moving into the next season of total abundance. If we're trying to replace the grocery store, we've got to do some serious planning. This past spring, summer, we nearly hit it. I would say I was at like 70% in terms of all the produce we consume in the summer. And I did a great job with onions and with garlic and with tomatoes and basil and peppers, but I could have done better with potatoes. I could have done better with cucumbers and with squash, believe it or not. 
I nailed it on eggplant. We've had that way too much of that, but it came down to choosing varieties that not only did well in my garden, but that also produce a lot. And this coming year, I'm going to be doing a two liter system on my tomatoes. And I want to make sure I'm choosing tomato varieties that do well in my climate, that are resistant to mildew, um, making sure I amend with calcium, making sure, like I said, that two liter system, I've got good trellis plan in place. Like these are the things now I'm taking note of in my garden journal and then also taking action on. So it's very clear at the earliest point that I can start next year that I'm like ready to rock. Um, the other thing is I love sort of doing an inspiration refresh on the space. So in Instagram and Pinterest, I have boards that are dedicated obviously to like the pretty side of gardening. And a lot of times I get veggie inspiration from these because I love to grow things that are super unique that just us home gardeners know about basically. So you can follow me on Pinterest and Instagram, obviously. Pinterest is like totally inspiration focused. I have a lot of gardening, vegetable gardening, raised bed, design, like all the things. On Instagram, within my own profile, which you can't see, I have bookmarked a ton of posts from other people when they've done something or shared something I loved, a lot of garden designers, and I recommend you do the same. Whenever you see something, information that you need, whatever, if you don't do this already, bookmark it and save it so that you can go through and like take stock and take inventory. Um, And I really, this like helps me plan and stay organized and excited about everything. And it's often how I find um, just like interesting varieties of plant or specific varieties that have done well for other people in my hardiness zone. So that's like a little cheat code. Um, But I like to go through the inspiration. And then of course, when the seed catalogs come, we do a deep dive there. And it's like, I feel like a little kid when I got like my American Girl doll catalog, I would go through and like circle all the things I wanted. Well, with seeds, it's the same. I'm always like circling and starring and then like sort of deciding which priorities I have and what I want to do from there. So um, that's kind of the final step is coming up with that plan. If you're looking to start a garden from absolute scratch and we're talking about design, that's a whole nother story um, and that's a whole nother process. But I do recommend you start to save everything that inspires you so you can really achieve the aesthetic that you want as well as take note of what gardens go well with which houses. I really love to always think about the garden as another room, but also as an extension of the home. So if you have a colonial style home or a contemporary home or a stone house, you really want the garden to complement that, um, if not match it, kind of depending on your style. So that's a good starting point for you if you're looking at design. But hopefully this is helpful. Just a little mini-sode, get you guys thinking about winter, some things you can be doing. We'll be back next week with a very lovely interview. I've got a lot of guests lined up right now that are going to blow your socks off this winter. We're so excited about it. If you've been loving the podcast, I hope that you will take two seconds to leave me a review. Five stars, hopefully, is what we've earned. I'm so grateful for your support on that front. Thank you, guys. I hope you have a great day. I hope this episode has been balm for the soul and inspiration for the heart. I would love if you left a review to let me know your thoughts or anything you're interested in learning. And I'm so grateful that you found this space. 
For more information on any techniques, recipes, or ideas mentioned, visit us at baileyvantassel.com slash podcast.